This Time in History with the podcast guy, Matt King. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to our podcast. Unfortunately, for some, our topics that we talk about may be offensive to some people. The topics that we discuss could also be triggers, and we want you to be aware of that. If you are in need of help, please talk to a professional, a family member, or a friend. We are not medical professionals, and we don't claim to be. We are just two guys with a microphone and a platform. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to This Time in History, Minnesota edition. I'm Matthew here with Stephen. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to continue our mini-series that we've been doing, and we're going to talk today about Phoebe Prince. Phoebe Nora Mary Prince was born on November 24th, 1994, in Bedford, Bedfordshire, England, and moved to the seaside community of Fenor in Clare, County Clare, Ireland, when she was the age of two years old. Wow, Ireland. That was a mouthful. Prince attended Villers Secondary School, which was a private school in County Limerick. She immigrated to the U.S. in the autumn of 2009 with her mother and four siblings. Her mother lived in Boston for a few years, and her father, who is a British national, remained in... I'm not even going to try to say that name of that city, but somewhere in Ireland... Having recently moved to the U.S. from Ireland, Prince was taunted and bullied for several weeks by at least two groups of students at a school called South Hadley High School, following disputes with two girls in late December 2009. Her aunt reportedly warned school officials in August 2009 prior to Prince's enrollment at the school to watch after Prince as she was, quote, susceptible to problems including peer pressure and bullying. Investigations later found that Prince was in fact one of four girls bullying a student in Ireland in a dispute over a relationship with a boy. After the victim of that bullying was moved to another school by her parents, Prince wrote a letter of an apo- a letter of apology which was praised by the victim's mother who blamed the bullying on peer pressure and the lack of action by school authorities. On January uh, 14, 2010, three of the accused allegedly engaged in persistent taunting and harassment of Prince at school, in the library, and also in the school auditorium. Mm. One of the accused allegedly followed Prince home from school in a friend's car, threw an empty energy drink can at her, and yelled an insult. It was after this final incident that Prince died by suicide in the stairwell leading to the second floor of the family apartment. Her body was discovered by her 12-year-old sister. Oh, good lord. After her death, many crude comments about her were posted on her Facebook memorial page, most of which were removed. Her parents chose to have Prince buried in Ireland. Her suicide, after suffering months of bullying from school classmates, brought international attention to the problem of bullying in American schools. In March 2010, a state anti-bullying task force was set up as a result of her death. The Massachusetts legislation was signed into law on May 3, 2010. A meeting held at the school to discuss the problem of bullying within the school 
brought parents who stated that the bullying of their children had been completely ignored by the school administration. Massachusetts state lawmakers sped up the efforts to pass anti-bullying legislation as a result of this incident, and the measure was signed into law on May 3rd, 2010. It's terrible. In efforts to promote national anti-bullying legislation, a, quote, Phoebe's Law has been proposed. In July 2010, the South Hadley School Committee adopted a more comprehensive anti-bullying policy. The six accused were subjected to bullying and death threats following Prince's death, and her father expressed concern regarding the treatment of the accused who had yet to face trial. On March 29, 2010, Northwestern District Attorney Elizabeth Scheibel announced at a press conference that two males and four female teenagers from South Hadley High School were indicted as adults on felony charges by a Hampshire County Grand Jury. Charges ranged from statutory rape for the two male teenagers to violation of civil rights criminal harassment, disturbance of a school assembly, and stalking. One of the males charged with statutory rape was not involved in the bullying. Additional delinquency complaints were also filed against three of the four females as they were minors at the time of the incident. One minor was also charged with assault with a deadly weapon for throwing an empty can at Phoebe Prince. A separate delinquency complaint was filed against another of the three female minors for assault and battery against another girl at South Hadley High School, in which a girl was attacked at school after appearing at a news a TV news report describing the bullying that took place at the school. At least four of these six students reportedly still were attending South Hadley High School when the charges were announced. In her statement, D.A. Scheibel directly contradicted previous claims by school superintendent Gus Sayer that school officials had been unaware of the bullying at the school. Contrary to previously published reports, Phoebe's harassment was common knowledge to most of the South Hadley school student body. Then how did the, the teachers not, not know and the principal? Maybe they did. Like, because if all these other people knew, why didn't they? Well, based on my information, I mean, not a lot of this stuff is clear, but they were aware of bullying. I don't know if they were aware of to the extent of it or how many times, but they were aware that it existed, that it was happening. But yet they're saying they did, they weren't aware. It could be being a case of uh, playing the game I like to call CYW, or C- no, CYA, cover your ass. Right. You ever played Cover Your Ass? Yes. You gotta say it just to fucking make sure you don't get sued. And that's probably what the school's doing here. But that doesn't protect the children. The investigation has revealed that certain faculty, staff, and administrators of the high school also were alerted to the harassment of Phoebe Prince before her death. There's the answer to your question. Prior to Phoebe's death... Her mother spoke with at least two school staff members about the harassment Phoebe had reported to her. So her, she came to her mother well, and went, this is what's going yeah. on. Some bystanders, including at least four students and two faculty members, intervened while the harassment was occurring, 
or reported it to administrators. A lack of understanding of harassment associated with teen dating relationships seems to be prevalent at South Hadley High School. That, in turn, brought an inconsistent interpretation in enforcement to the school's code of contact where incidents were observed and reported. In reviewing this investigation, we've considered, this is from the school, we've considered whether or not the actions or omissions to act by faculty, staff, and administrators of the South Hadley Public Schools individually or collectively amounted to criminal behavior. In our opinion, it did not. Nevertheless, the actions or inactions of some adults at the school are troublesome. How can they say that it's not a crime, but hey, uh, some of these, some of the uh, adults, faculty, teachers, whatever you want to call them, they fucked up. Yeah, like a girl is dead, but hey, no, there was no crime committed here. Well, there was a crime somewhere for her to go that far, like and take her life. Like, obviously, something was really troubling her. Scheibel indicated that the investigation was ongoing and that charges against additional South Hadley students were likely. She urged schools to adopt anti-bullying awareness and training programs for staff and students and express the wishes of the Prince family to refrain from vigilantism and to seek justice only through the criminal justice system. Quote, now is not the time for retributions or reprisals, end quote. Two days after the district attorney's news conference, school superintendent Gus Sayer again denied that school administrators had ignored the bullying of Phoebe Prince. See, what? that's the thing, like... But he's, he's covering the school's ass! Well, yes, they're going to. They don't want to get sued. Why aren't they dealing with the problem? You know, if they're going to try Why to cover is it things... More important? It's more important for them to cover their asses and not get school sued... Than to worry about her death. But this happens, this happens in cases like this. This also happens in business. Okay. People are more, more wrapped up in, in assigning blame than fixing the problem. Well, yes. As long as it's not my fault. Hey, it's all good. Yeah. My hands are clean from it. There's no blood on my hands. Fix the fucking problem. But that's exactly. Fix the fucking problem instead of covering it up. And now there's another child dead. In May 2011, the whole case was resolved after agreements to plead guilty to lesser charges. Five of the defendants were placed on probation, with several also sentenced to community service. The charges against a male student were dropped at the request of the Prince family, and Phoebe Prince's mother, Anne O'Brien, settled with the town of South Hadley in October 2010. She agreed not to sue or reveal details of the settlement, in exchange for $225,000 US. That almighty fucking dollar. $225,000 for your kids. I No, like, listen, listen, listen. There isn't if, any money. If, if this happened to my kid, goddamn right I would I would sue, I would I settle, wh- whatever the fuck. Because at least, at least sh- if she chose not to go after them, even just to settle, I would question, I would say, what the fuck are you doing? But at least she... She made an example out of them because these these teachers, these school administrators, even the fucking janitor, for fuck's sake, they're all being the they're all the superintendent of the school is all trying to cover all their asses, going, yeah, we didn't know anything. 
We didn't know anything. Well, of course. I, I, I think we should do more research at a later date and find out if this school superintendent, Gus Sayer, lost his job. Or what he's doing now today. I would love to know if he is still employed as a school official in some capacity. Or maybe he moved on to politics. Or maybe he moved on to another school. Jesus. You know, like, but the thing is, this is what... But it's still not explaining like they were talking about rape. Did the school know this was going on? What is it? A school where you just, you grab a guy or a girl and you go to a closet and you do your thing and then you just walk your other away? Like, Well, in my research and all the stuff I was able to pull, it, it never mentions that she was raped. It says bullying. <laughs> yes, but didn't it not say something about... The, the kids were being looked at for statutory rape. Yeah. Like, Statutory rape is defined as someone who is over 18 having sex with someone who is under 18. That's So could it be rape. one of the, the faculty members at the school? Like with one of the students, it's happened before. It wouldn't be a first. No, no, it wouldn't no. Be a last. The, the one of the kids that was doing the bullying was charged with the statutory okay. rape. And you know what? I, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. I'm going to bring this up. A lot of... Uh, 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 I. I was reading a lot about this, as I do about every person that we well, yeah, cover, like, everything that we cover. You'll notice at the beginning of this, I, I said that uh, she's from Ireland, and that in Ireland, she was part of a group of students bullying another student. student yeah. And a lot of people would say, well, she turn got around she is deserved. fair yeah. play. I don't agree with no. that, though. But it wasn't very nice of her to do what she did, neither. But her mother made her write you know, an apology yes. letter. And but the victim's mother, mother was very grateful. You know, because the mother actually she, took the time out. This sounds like a good mother. Yeah, she took the time to say, like, what the hell are you doing? You know? Now you are going to write an apology letter, and you are going to speak to these people. Man, this school... Instead of being a little bitch and bullying. This school... But you know what? When she started getting bullied and went to her mother... I wonder what her mother had to say. How you know? How does it feel with the shoe on the other foot? Yeah, but she still went. You to know, the but school but she went to the school. Well, yes, obviously, you it's your child. Your, you protect your child. You know, like. But this school, man, South Hadley High School. Have you ever like, had a, a, a school? Your 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 kids ever had a school that you've constantly had problems with? No. I mean, we had issues with RJ, but RJ was he just didn't take no shit. Someone said something to him. He would, you know, he so would you got called in for for a lot of fights. Like he would, <laughs> he would, uh, you know, someone said something to him. He'd cross examine that. Like you know, what did you say, bitch? Like you know, who you think you're speaking to? And then if it got out of hand, yeah, we got called in for a few fist fights. Heard he was kicking ass. So because someone if was he did get bullied, he and, took care of it himself. Yeah, he didn't come to you. No, and he didn't go to the mm -hmm. school. No, he handled it. Wow. And the same with uh. Heather, when she got, the boys were bothering her and stuff, same thing. If she went if she went and spoke to RJ, then RJ went and fixed the, the problem. Wow. Because there was a Fred guy, and he was, Heather was probably 14, I believe. Yeah. And she was having some problems with a boy that really liked her at school, Fred. And he was older than Heather. He was like 17. And how old was she? She was like... Oh, you said that already. 14. 14, yeah. And... You allowed this? We didn't know about it at first. Until Heather come home and spoke to us and she said there was a fellow that was interested in her. 
And we started, of course, pumping questions then, because this was the first time, and he wanted to take her out for dinner. And we wanted more information. Like, how old is this guy? What does he do? Where, where does he live? But as soon as she parents... said 17, I would have been well, like, that's... done. We didn't know he was 17 right away. Well, she see, lied. Because <laughs> she wasn't telling us the, <laughs> the whole truths. Because she wants to go out for dinner. Pig. <laughs> but she took and she did. We let her go. And then after her date, they went to Pizza Delight and that. We had Sharon and Mary follow them to keep an eye on things. Because we didn't know who this person was. And we were trying to find out more info. And we didn't have computers, you know right there in front of us to try to get all this info and stuff. But anyway, we found out later that, I think it was the following day, that he was 17, and uh, because Sharon, of course, and Mary, the aunts, were following her and stuff, so they got to see him and that. So anyway, we did get to the bottom of it. He was 17, and that's where we cut it off. We were like, no, like, this isn't, you're too young. And it was perfect. We thought that it was cute, you know, because he liked her and that, but he was too old. 17, that's just too old. To bring it back to Phoebe Prince, I mean, obviously, you'll agree with me that she didn't deserve to die. And Nobody even deserves. though the details are... They're sketchy? No, I would say that they're not being disclosed. Anyway, we all know what we do here. It's hashtag time to push back pushback against governments, against schools, in this case, police, and other authorities. And I've got a new hashtag. You ready for this one, Stephen? Mm. Hashtag every child matters. I thought everybody mattered, whether it was child or not. But children are the future. Well, yes. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of This Time in History. My name's Matthew, and this is Stephen. Peace out, people.